on the next episode of Sip Suds and Smokes. I really love our price point episodes. They're very popular because people tend to shop in repetition. Like, have you ever bought or will buy more than five different cigars in your life? Or by price? Nope. <laughs> Let's hope this discussion helps both groups uh, for sure. Each of us has made a pick of a Toro under 10 bucks. We'll also try to answer why we picked that particular cigar as well. Drew's going to tell us all about the cigars we're going to be covering tour today. All right. So we have four cigars that we are uh, smoking today, or at least we smoked four today. Uh, these are from Don Lino, Africa, the Casa Magna, Colorado, the Plasencia Reserva Original, and the Perdomo Double-Aged 12-Year Vintage Maduro. We'll be right back after this break. live from the dude in the basement studios why because that's where the good stuff is it sips suds and smokes with your smoking host the good old boys Got a light? It's time for smokes. Welcome to this sups. Sups. <laughs> Supping Sup. <laughs> hard. You're right. I should just start all over again. Check one, two, three. Hey, welcome to this smokes episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. We are the best thing on at 2 a.m. in six and a half countries. This episode is a one-hour show that will be mildly entertaining for 40 minutes. At least for us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, wow. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm Good Old Boy Mike, and joining me here at the table is Good Old Boy Barger. Hello. Good Old Boy Justin. Hi. And Good Old Boy Drew. Hi there. Well, our smoke segments, not our subs as segments, but our smoke segments are all about cigars and, well, anything that is smoked. Uh, here's what we're going to discuss on today's segment. Drew's going to tell us all about the cigars we're going to be covering tour today. All right. So we have four cigars that we are uh, smoking today, or at least we smoked four today. Uh, these are from Don Lino, Africa, the Casa Magna, Colorado, the Plasencia Reserva Original, and the Perdomo Double-Aged 12-Year Vintage Maduro. Cool. Some really great uh, things we're going to have on today's episode for sure. So I really love our price point episodes. They're very popular because people tend to shop in repetition. Like, have you ever bought or will buy more than five different cigars in your life or by price? Nope. <laughs> Let's hope this discussion helps both groups uh, for sure. Man, I could never smoke just five cigars in my whole life, let alone the five same of anything. Except one woman. <laughs> love you, honey. And right. I love half my stuff. 
Um, <laughs> these are all <laughs> Toro size cigars that we have picked out um, in a price point that is no more than $10 on average. Now, look, some retailers are going to be a little higher, some are going to be a little bit lower, but we used a common mail order retailer as the arbitration on the price points to keep this all super fair. Um, each of us has made a pick of a Toro under 10 bucks. And that host will introduce the cigar along with some basic description today. We'll also try to answer why we picked that particular cigar uh, as well. Uh, are you a cigar newbie? I'm not. Fret not. We got you covered on our Cigar 101 episode where all the cigar speak will be decoded. Just search for our Sip Suds Cigars 101 and that episode should pop right up or the following link to our show's notes. Today, we'll add a bit to that as we discuss Toro cigars, which are six inches long and 50 ring gauge. Justin, what is your girth? <laughs> Today, we're going to be demonstrating how to measure girth. Girth is a very important measurement when determining sizes. First, take your tape measure, place it at the center of the shoulder, bring it down through the crotch, and back up again. Whoa. Ouchie. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> is that really involved? <laughs> Well, Drew gets the honors of going over our smokes ratings for today. Drew, we have a cigar that was actually inspired from Africa today. So I'm going to let you pick any accent from Africa to channel while you're reading our smokes ratings for today. Well, as let's say, hmm, a little bit of a minefield there. French is the ah, most widely oui, the most widely spoken oui, language oui. in Africa. I think this is a very good choice. I am magnifique. We will be smoking and discussing these cigars and writing them with our sips, suds, and smokes, smokes writings, plus our signature sounds. Here are those writings now. Juan, otherwise known as Un. This sucked even before it was lit. Nice. <coughs> Deux. Two. Do you really have to light this three times? <coughs> or should I say trois? I'm, I'm actually feeling, you know, a little turned on, you know, over here. Can so. you just say it slower? Doucement. Mm. Mm. Trois. Very nice. Now just go away so I can enjoy this. <coughs> Instead of Barger sneezing over here. <laughs> For sure. Um, well, some really great uh, cigars that we have uh, lined up for us all to go over. Uh, like I said earlier, um, each person has picked out a Toro under 10 bucks for us to go over. And Barger's up first with the Don Lino, Africa, if he's not sneezing oh, his man. way through this. Oh, so. man. Okay. So, Nestor Miranda of Miami Cigar Company was inspired to create the Don Lino Africa after spending some time traveling around the African continent and falling in love with the culture and scenery. The cigar was blended to capture the spirit of Africa and became one of the brand's most popular lines. Now, more than a decade after the original release, Don Lino Africa is being reimagined with a little help from A.J. Fernandez. Made by, the, made by hand at Tabacalera A.J. Fernandez Cigars de Nicaragua S.A. in Esteli, the revamped Don Lino Africa blend starts with a hand-selected long filler blend of Dominican, Paleto, and Nicaraguan leaves from Omnitepe, Jalapa, and Esteli. The binder is sourced from Cameroon in Africa. 
covered by a sultry habano 2000 wrapper grown in ecuador medium full and body box pressed smooth as silk you'll be greeted by a fantastic draw and notes as exotic spice cedar roasted nuts leather grab a box and experience a blend inspired by one of the most beautiful places on earth the african savannah <laughs> I was uh, waiting for the Christmas music behind the uh, description of the flavors you'd get. Roasted nuts. And a partridge and a pear tree. Yeah. Yeah, I get mascarpone off this. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of eggnog there. Yeah, Yeah. you know. Is there some allspice off this? So what do you think of the cigar? I know you love this. I I absolutely love this cigar. When I first started smoking, this was one that a friend of mine handed me, and I was like, what is this? This is delicious. And what strikes me is there's four leaves in this cigar instead of three. Yeah. And it's all African tobacco, which makes it just the, the, the way that they blend together is really, really well. I still have some of the first run of this because they produced it for a couple of years and then they stopped producing it. And recently they just started reproducing it in the, in the last year or so. So it still has not lost any of the continuity between then and now. It's just a really good cigar. Hmm. Um, yeah, so, uh, Justin, what do you think of the uh, Don Limo? I thought it was pretty exotic. I was impressed with it. And we had a stick on another show with uh, Cameroon tobacco, too. And this is far different. The construction was great, and it was good all the way to the end. Hmm. Cool. Drew, what did you think of the uh, Don Lino? I actually enjoyed it a lot. Um, you know, it was very consistent in the draw. Um, I got definitely a lot of the cedar notes. Um, I tend to have a thing for Habana 2000. Um, just about anyone that I've seen use it. I, I will say I haven't seen it used a lot. Um, as of late, probably back when I first started smoking, it was everywhere in the you know, 2005 to, you know, 2010-ish period. Right. Everyone had a Habana 2000. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's when I fell in love with it. So I was I was happy to revisit it here. Um, you know, very, very good. I, I would go back to this one again, which is not something that I've been able to say super often, but but this is, this is one I would definitely go back with. Wow. All right. So I am the contrarian viewpoint. Um, so no, I didn't plan on that. Uh, it was very earthy. Um, it actually smelled like, you know, the soil had been turned up. It had that, you know, I've walked into a fresh, you know, plowed field kind of thing, um, up front of uh, excellent draw and very well constructed. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I'm guilty of the experience, you know, is, 100%. As you can tell from a lot of my notes that if it doesn't burn well and even, and I have to constantly fix it and roll it, I am not a happy camper. So, true. Um, but the thing that kept on happening with this, it kept on going out. Really? So this, the thing went out, you know, before it hit the first ash and I relit it. Um, that's never good. And then I probably smoked through the, you know, full second in the middle of it and it went out again and I relit it. And the strange thing is that the draw had not changed through the entire experience. And I just, you know, I was like, am I doing something wrong? Am I, am I a defective, you know, cigar smoker? <laughs> um, Survey says. Yeah. It, it was uh, very smoke heavy as well. Yeah. Um, so I, I just wrote uh, some of my summary notes. This is not for me. <laughs> 
um, you know, the novelty of the products, you know, and, and sure. working with some of these, you know, various uh, rappers and, and fillers here, it just did not create something unique and different, you know, from my perspective. I just, um, I think these would be great in country, you know, I, it's really great, you know, if they grow, you know, these quality tobacco products, you know, in Africa, I'm sure that in the sea of things that are available, I, for something that would be sitting there that's local, great, you know, um, but I just, I think here um, in the States anyway, I just think you have a lot better choices, you know, so I just thought it was really okay, like at best. Um, Sorry, you had that experience. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we didn't get to actually uh, talk about our ratings here in advance. What is your rating from one to three? We're all holding up hands in, in real time. Um, and so I'm going to call it as a smokes rating of two. <coughs> See, I didn't editorialize there, Barker. That's okay. Look, <laughs> hey, we don't have to have the same flavor and taste. That's no, cool. never. I get it. That's the whole point of always, you know, of us being on here. If we all like the same thing, we'd live in a very boring world. So do we know anything about the distribution of these? Are they widely available? They are widely available right now. I know that the first run, if you find some of the first run, they are a completely different cigar than the new run, but they are both complex and share the same qualities, but they are two different smokes. Yeah. And I have, I actually forgot how these sticks. Did you go find these sticks? Or? I did. These okay. were all four out of the same box. Uh, well, we'll be right back right after this break. Hey, welcome back to Sips, Suds, and Smokes. Today's episode is a smokes episode. We're going over four different cigars that are all Toro size and under 10 bucks. And we went through our first. Uh, uh, cigar, which was the Don Lino Africa, which was a two. If you missed that, there at the <laughs> end of the segment. So, I have the next cigar up. It is from Casa Magna. It's Colorado, um, and I have some background here about this cigar as well. Casa Magna Colorado is a brainchild of two of the cigar industry's most revered manufacturers, Manuel Cosada and Nestor Placentia. This Nicaraguan Puro is full-bodied and moderately priced, comprised of a Leguero and Viso fillers from several different regions of Nicaragua and a beautiful Cuban seed Leguero uh, Colorado wrapper. 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 <laughs> the Casa Magna. Yeah, right, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, hit, hit the beat, man. The Casa Magna is a hand-rolled in Placentia Nicaraguan factory. The result is smooth, rich, full body with undertones of coffee and sweet spice. A well-made slow burner at a great price. Okay, so this is a Grand Turo, okay, which is a bit fatter than a Turo. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that you guys knew that right off the bat. Girth. Yeah, it's like, what's your girth, man? So Today we're going to be demonstrating how to measure girth. Growth is a very important measurement when determining sizes. First, take your tape measure, place it at the center of the shoulder, Ooh. bring it down through the crotch. I can just see Ooh. her doing and this in real time. Mm. Yeah, it was a video. And the guy just standing there going, hmm, this is happening. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> I will tell you which model she was using. All right, so... Uh, yeah, so you definitely noticed that right off the bat. It's actually pretty cool that we have two cigars from Placentia today. Um, that's That was unintended. Uh, they both wound... <laughs> excuse me. This actually wound... This particular cigar, the uh, Casa Magna, wound up in a bag with other cigars that had made a best-of list about 10 years ago. 
And I'm kind of always intrigued why some products wind up on these lists, mostly marketing and payola. Oh, Never. for sure. Um, <laughs> neither of which, it's so true, Mike. Uh, neither of which is even remotely close to our own selection processes. So we call it like it is. We're n- nobody beholden. That's right. Um, this is actually a very good wrapper filler combo. And I've handed these out as gifts, you know, many times. It'll be interesting. <laughs> At the end of this, I'll tell you whether I'm going to choose to do that or not. Yeah, anymore. yeah, for sure. I've actually run into a few that actually had a tough draw, and that's not unusual. Um, they do make an Oscuro wrapper with the same filler, which I do not like, and it's actually laden with licorice. I just e- absolutely Ugh, it was like, icky, icky, icky. So mm-hmm. uh, sticky, icky. Drew, what do you think of the Casamang? Oh, I I should go through my own uh, pieces first here. So I'm sorry, then I'll toss it to you. Um, you know, uh, I really found this very difficult to just get lit. I have no idea, uh, but it had this big, smooth draw um, with just tons of smoke. I was like, wow, this is just completely filling up my mouth, you know. Um, very same flavor, mild, uh, woody. In the middle, had like these hints of mint uh, that were going on, um, but it was definitely that big smoke uh, thing that kept on going all the way through it. Um, you know, I just... Did not really fall in love with this again. And I, I just, it had a completely different experience this time around. I didn't like the taste overall. And that big smoke thing was just a bit overwhelming for me. Um, so I don't know that I would probably go back to this uh, for sure. I will not. Yeah. We'll get to you in a second. Drew, what'd you think of the Casa Magna? It sounds like I might be the contrarian here because I actually enjoyed it. You know, um, it was... Uh, it drew very nicely. Um, uh, um, it, uh, it had a pleasant um, flavor that I really had a hard time putting my uh, finger on, but then it, it jumped out at me. It was like, it reminded me of snickerdoodles, which I love snickerdoodles. If you've never had a snickerdoodle cookie, I highly recommend them. Sort As of like, do I. Was, is it the cinnamon part of the cinnamon sugar that there was this burnt sugar kind of thing okay. to it? And, and kinda. you know, yeah. And, and I actually really enjoyed that because it, it introduced a level of complexity that I did not expect when I looked at it at, you know, just, you know, you, you eat with your eyes first, you smoke with your eyes first. And sure. Um, it, it was mildly sweet, but you know, not to the point where I felt like I was, you know, using, you know, smoking a flavored cigar of some sort. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. Mm. I, you know, I, I would probably do it again. Um, you know, when, and I'm a big value guy. So, you know, ten, you know, under $10 was kind of my sweet spot. You know, I, I, I smoke a lot of cigars in that area and you know, it was at worst, it was inoffensive at best. I'd say it would go extremely well with a nice space side or perhaps a lighter bourbon, maybe some snickerdoodle cookies. Yeah, just really torn. I don't know what to do now. Would I still give these as a gift or not? And Parker's shaking his head. No, 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 no. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, oh, it's my turn now. Yeah, okay. it is your turn. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I. Uh, you are Barger. That's right. That's right. Well, I just thought you were mentioning me. I didn't know it was my turn. Anyway, uh, I, I, I hated it. Uh, and, and I really don't say that about a lot of cigars. I, I really don't. Because if I don't like something, I can just say I don't like it. 
But I really, I, I will never go back to this cigar. Is even. it going to turn you off to the manufacturer? It, no, 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 no. I, I think Casa Magna has some things that are, are really good. But this cigar right here for me was not it. And it was, I, I think it's a poor representation of what they do. I feel like it, it, it tasted like I was smoking dirt from the start. And it never went away. I got halfway through it, and it was a big cigar. I got halfway through the cigar, and that flavor never changed. And I was like, I, I'm, I'm done. I can't, I can't, if, if, if I've made it 50% through a cigar and the flavor hasn't changed and made more complex or even less complex, you know, there's just no change. change. Yeah, just some sort of change to let me know that I'm still smoking a, a quality cigar, then I'm, I'm out. Mm. Okay, Simon. S- <laughs> Somebody needs a hug. I do. Uh, just can I get that thirty minutes what, back? No. What you, no. you? What do you like, think? Mike? I had a hard time getting it lit, and I think the filler was packed too tight. It wouldn't let enough air through, and I couldn't keep it going. I got through about half of it and quit. Huh? Well, I think what's interesting about th- this discussion is so. Um, Barger, myself, and Drew had sticks all from the same retailer out of the same box. Okay. Justin's stick came from a completely different oh, box, really? a different state. Yeah. So yep. for him to say that he had the Dang. same problems, is, is it's not unique to that That's... box or that lot. So his was right. completely different. And so, how did yeah. you light yours, Mike? I have adopted the Barger methodology of lighting stuff, and I haven't talked this up a whole lot lately. I absolutely use the same process that he described every single time. Yeah. And I will tell you that it really makes a difference. So it does. I'm going to tell you the bargain methodology for lighting um, is very simple. You toast with the crown on. You take the, take the scar out of the wrapper, if it's a wrapper, toast it with the, with the crown on, then cut the crown. Um, then uh, toast it some more or fully light it. I'm sorry. I skipped a really key step. <laughs> go back below. i'm gonna do this once again take it out of the wrapper toast it cut your crown blow through the cigar blow out blow on the end that you're toasting yep and then uh then light it <laughs> suck blow uh blow suck uh and uh then light the cigar uh from that point using almost the same methodology that you used for toasting and you know really if to me, if you've toasted well, you practically don't even have to light the cigar, you know, other than to maybe add some heat and really get it going. Correct. But yeah. So that's a methodology I use all day long. And I, I, there are a few steps in there that I was not doing. Like I would usually cut the cigar and then, you know, blow through it and then I would toast it and then I would light it. But, you know, I think Barger's methodology to me is, is much better. A lot of that is to do with the gases from the lighter that you choose. So when you cut a cigar and hold it to your mouth and put a lighter to it and suck through it, well, you're just sucking those gases through the cigar. Yeah. Which it changes the flavor of the cigar. Yeah. Well, I actually, I, I lit uh, two of these cigars with cedar splits. So, uh, you know, but I still use the same methodology sure. no matter what. So, sure. so we know how Barger lights is. How about you, Justin? How did you light yours? I lit mine uh, with the Barger method, and I use a Calibri <laughs> okay. butane torch. It's called the Barger We're method. We're going to patent that. <laughs> yeah, well, right. we'll just, that'll make the show notes the Barger method of lighting stuff. <laughs> so as I had never heard of the Barger method, I did not do the Barger method. I also did not blow through the cigar. 
I just, I did use a cedar, you know, stick as I um, almost always do and, you know, roll and, you know, cut toast slightly and then roll and twist and roll and twist and just puff, 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 puff until I get a nice, you know, burning red ember. I had no problems with it going out. Hmm. I had no issues with the draw whatsoever. No, no, I didn't have any problem with it going out, but I, I, it was, it was pain in the butt to get it lit evenly i I kept on looking at the end of it and i'd blow on it and like the top half would be red and the bottom would just be black and i'm like what is going on here let's just preface this there's no wrong way to light your cigar this is true this is the the, this is the wrapper on is definitely definitely wrong wrong, but you still can do it (laughs) that would be not only bad but a fire hazard i do know some people that cut their cigar while still in the plastic (laughs) Oh my god! And that is no I, way. I do, I do, oh, and that I'm is like, so bad. <laughs> I'm like, you're just ruining your Maybe cutter. A punch? No, no, like a guillotine cut. Oh lord! Right there. Hmm. Yeah, these are people that drink hard seltzers all day long. That's oh, who yeah. these. That's what this <laughs> that's is right, for. That's right. That's what these that's people right. do. Yeah, no laws. They're white babies. clawing it up, baby. Uh huh. And they're saying Irish whiskey is the best whiskey on the free planet. Mm. That's all those people. Yeah. Yes. But I do challenge you, folks listening. Try that method of lighting a cigar because you will notice a difference. And especially off your initial draw, you will notice a difference. I'm not saying it's the correct way. I'm just saying it's the way that I do things. I'll have to give it a shot sometime. I was unfamiliar. Well, back to Justin's discussion of the Casa Magna, Colorado. You know, I just didn't get a lot out of it because of the construction issues. Yeah, I agree. Well, let's uh, rate this one up. Ah, uh, can't see. Just, there's his finger. I was just like, <laughs> is that a middle finger, Justin? Is that what that is? No. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Our <laughs> smokes rating here for the Casa Magna, Colorado is one. Under protest. <laughs> yeah. You know, so uh, the thing that I learned very interesting is, is that um, it's very difficult to produce a very consistent product over a really long period of time. This is not the same uh, product that was there 10 years ago. 100%. And I think this is just somebody not paying attention to quality and not recognizing just how far they've drifted from the you know original product. I just think it's another example of too many lines in their product line. You have too many things. You're trying to pump out too much stuff that you forget why you're even doing something. Yeah. No one ever does anything like that in in any unrelated industry to this one either. (laughs) Well, next up is uh, Drew with the Placentia Reserva, which is also from one of the other uh, places from the Casa Magna we just talked about. Absolutely. So I selected the Placentia Reserva Original. It is a Nicaraguan wrapper. The origin is Honduras. Uh, It is a cigar that Placentia debuted years ago as the Reserva Organica. The Placencia family is ecstatic about this, as they should be, because it is truly a one-of-a-kind cigar. Described as one that Columbus would have enjoyed when he discovered Nicaragua, it was the first and only fully organic blend in the world. The green niche product began growth in 2001, and the Placencia family has had this unique tobacco for the Reserva Original certified using OSHA standards. That's kind of scary. That's weird. Uh, For qualifying as organic every year. These handmade beauties are medium in body and are made with the same sweet tobacco blend as the Reserva Organica. Um, I enjoyed this one, but it was not uh, definitely not my favorite of the flight. Um, I selected this with some assistance from my local cigar shop 
because, you know, I walked into the humidor and I looked at all of my usual, you know, my usuals and none of them really spoke to me for the episode. So I turned to the guy at the counter and I said, Hey, you know, I'm recording this episode, best Toro under 10 bucks. Wow. What would you recommend? That's an interesting selection methodology. You know, that's not bad. I, you know, I, when I go I to a say new, it was bad or you know, I just think it was an interesting choice. When I go to a brewery, I typically ask, you know, if, it, if it's a new brewery to me, I ask what, you know, what they like. And it was my first trip into this shop. So huh. they have, they haven't been open for long and you know, you know, Maybe, you know. May I ask th- what shop? Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say. You just write it down. Tell me later. Yeah. All right. Fair yeah. enough. Um, but uh, I will say that it was it was very mild. Um, I did get some, you know, cinnamon cedar kind of thing going on. Um, the finish was, well, not finished, but let's say the, the aftertaste as as you were, you know, exhaling through the nose. I, I had, uh, it was it was more oily than I would expect from a cigar as mild as this one. Um, but I, you know, was pleased with the recommendation. It reminded me a lot of one of my standbys, which is a CAO gold. Um, you know, so I, I will definitely go back and, and get another one, if nothing else, than to, uh, cultivate a further relationship with the store owner and, you know, maybe get some access to some other things that I might not other t- all the time, but, uh, I, I enjoyed it. Huh. Um, pretty much all the way through it burned it burned evenly for me and 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 it was relatively consistent although you know i think probably the best thing that i could say maybe not the best thing but uh, the most consi- it was inoffensive in in every capacity you know no nowhere did i come ah, i didn't like that it it was always like oh that's pretty good maybe i wish there was a little bit more but it's under 10 bucks you know i'm not expecting the world hmm so I'm, I think uh, one of the burning questions I have is, after they recommended this, would you go back to that retailer? And, yeah. and t- are, you know, that's a really interesting, you know, comment that I always hear from people about where they really trust, you know, people in cigar shops. And sometimes it's the makeup of the shop. I mean, sometimes it's like, yeah. a, you know, a, a store and they sell cigars and they sell, you know, lighters and then milk and then cereal and diapers. And it's more of a convenience store with a humidor than it is, you know, uh, an actual tobacco store. And then you have like really high in places where, well, you know, would you like for me to blend something for you while you're yeah. here, you know? And, mm. and, uh, yeah. And you're like, wow, hmm, that just got hard. But anyway, <laughs> so, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> It's just such a wide, you know, variety, you know, of an experience for people. But I mean, well, really, I'm really curious. I prefaced you know. it with I don't smoke a lot of toros. I'm I am a You're robusto, a robusto guy. guy. I'm a robusto yeah. guy through and through. So, and I I think he also may have been a little limited by the number of toros that he had in stock and at the price point. Um, you know, the more of the toros that he had were you know 15 and up kind of deal. Um, so, you know, I was I ended up picking from like four. And this was the one that, that really stood out to me. As See, I, th- I think there's a big difference in a cigar shop employee and someone that works in a cigar the shop register. that actually enjoys cigars. Oh, yeah. He was smoking a cigar when I but, walked in the door. And, and I think that you really understand that when they ask you, well, what's your palate? What do you like? Mm-hmm. And then they start asking you questions like, what do you like to drink? What, 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 mm-hmm. what do you want this for? And I really think that that makes the cigar experience in in a, a local cigar shop key for me personally. Yeah, I agree. 
Well, can those people wear a name tag or have a tattoo or sure. a giant, you know, figure on their forehead to figure <laughs> out the difference? That would be really great, you know. They'd get a gold star on their shirt. I think it's a good like a sneech. Right. <laughs> I think gold it's a star good, on their belly. I think it's a good point. Justin just volunteered for that. There you, you go. Absolutely. <laughs> if they start asking you questions about your palate, you're gonna have a good time. Absolutely. If they just, you know, walk you to a certain area of the humidor and say this one, yeah. Yeah, that's not it's the like, first well, thing. Well, this one's not to. selling. Let me show you some of these. Yeah. Right. Well, we're going to take a quick break here, uh, and then we'll come back. We'll talk some more about the Placentia Reserva Original, as well as, you know, some other comments, I'm sure, about, you know, people putting gold gold stars on their bellies. Uh-huh. Just for you, Barker. Sure. Right around the button. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to Sip, Sudden, and Smokes. On today's episode, it's a Smokes episode. Smokes. And we're going over four Smoking. cigars. That are all Toro size and under $10. We were talking about Drew's uh, pick, which was the Placentia Reserva Original. And we're just having kind of this interesting conversation, you know, about, you know, walking into a retail shop and just, you know, kind of exploring what are some things that, you know, they recommend. So the one thing that uh, I wanted to share with everybody was the shape about this cigar. So, Mm -hmm. um, this was, I think this was the only torpedo. I'm pretty sure it was in yeah, the lineup. So this is a torpedo-shaped Toro. Um, and with a pigtail. With a pigtail crown. Yeah, so um, a little different than, you know, some of the other, you know, Toros that we had in the lineup. Um, kind of shaped like those Gurkhas. <laughs> well, <laughs> the... Uh, but that's but, a different conversation. Yeah, I was about to say, please, this, that's a way different conversation. <laughs> Definitely need some lube with or without the kukri knives. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, Did the look of the cigar influence some of your choice other than the employee? You know, did you did you look at it and go, wow, that's a different looking Toro with the pigtail and torpedo shape? I have enjoyed torpedo shapes in the past. Um, You know, maybe (laughs) it takes me back to, uh, you know, cartoons where, you know, the the guy chomping on the cigar. It Uh almost always is a torpedo. Yeah. but uh, no, um, I mean, I I was I, I wanted to again get something that fit the episode, and also you know just sort of feel you know is this guy going to be you know on the up and up with me? You know, is he is he trying to push something that isn't moving, or is he you know listening to you know my answers to the questions that he's asking, and and will those be you know it will it be a good pairing? I think he gave me what I asked for. Yeah. So just to clear this up, this was actually a perfecto, not a torpedo. Oh. Yeah. So you know that with the tapered on both ends. Okay. Gotcha. A torpedo will have the the maybe I had a a torpedo. I had a poor recollection. It's okay. The torpedo will have the angled end on your cap side, and will be a regular cigar on the foot. Okay. Oh, Fair. yeah. It was. Yeah, I definitely remember on the foot. It was closed. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. Thank, thank you for correcting. Yeah, me. you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, Justin, what do you think of the uh, Placentia Reserva Original? This is the closest cigar I've had that would be similar to something a cigar roller would give you at a party. Huh. Oh, that's a good good. That's way to a put very. It. I we're all nodding our head. Yeah, and completely good. agree with that description. Yeah. It was very fresh. Um, light, well done. It's like classic cigar flavors and smoked all the way through. No problem. Had you had this before? No. First time. 
Huh. First time. Huh. Interesting. So did the, when you were looking at it, I'm really kind of curious about the visual aesthetics. Did it really influence you to go, wow, this one's not like the others. This one's got to be a lot better. I didn't notice anything. Huh. Interesting. Barter. Desensitized to shape at this point. <laughs> all sizes. One size fits all, do, right? Right, right, right. It's about the girth, right? It's about, it's the, about the pina colada lube. That's yeah. right. Today That's we're right. going to be demonstrating how to measure girth. Girth is a very important measurement when determining sizes. Very important. First, take your tape measure, place it at the center of the shoulder, bring it down through the crotch, and back up again. Whoa. Hey now. <laughs> hey now. Uh, Barger, what do you think of the Placentia Reserva original? Well, I think I'm a little bit different than some of the other opinions on here. Um, let me just preface this with Placentia as a long line of, of making cigars, long history. When I first started smoking, I was smoking uh, Placentia sun-grown cigars. Delicious. And I can still remember them. They are, they are extremely well. This cigar... I feel like it was okay. It wasn't great, but it was consistent. The flavor from lighting it to the flavor from finishing it, and I finished it before I walked in the door here today. The flavor to finishing it was the same, but it wasn't like like a flavor. You know what I mean? Like it was a great it was, a, it was a good flavor, I think. I think it burned well. I think the construction was good. And personally, I kind of like a Perfecto every now and then. It, it gives me a little, you know, oh, this is different. Kind of, let's cut this pigtail off and see where this rabbit goes. Were you appropriately dressed? That, well, yes. I mean, I had to put clothes on before <laughs> I came in the door, but, you know. You don't have to put the tux on just to smoke the cigars. That's right. No, no, no. I think it's, I, I think for the price point, and for um, the quality, I think it's very approachable for ten dollars. Huh. I think it's very approachable, and and anyone who likes a lighter bodied cigar that's not over the top, I think will enjoy this cigar. Gateway cigar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. It's not. It's not light enough like a Connecticut, and it's not over over vert spice like a Lajero or a Scuro is going to be. Mm. You know, it's kind of that middle of the road where I'm just dipping my toes into cigars. Let's try, let's get something that's going to get me a little bit of flavor, but not going to blow my socks off. You know what I mean? Well, here are some of my own notes about the Placentia Reserva original. Um, yeah, you know, the shape definitely caught my attention. And uh, I was like, hmm, okay, this is definitely not like the others. Um, you know, but I uh, it was very mild up front. The draw was kind of airy and thin. Um, and you know, Drew's nodding his head over here, agreeing with that. Uh, there was some barnyard funk that was kind of coming off mm -hmm. this, you know, um, through the first and the middle part of this big, bold type, fresh ground cinnamon. I thought something was busted for a little while. I thought my nose was busted or something. And there was a, a little hit of mint that was going on. I really almost felt like somebody had handed me like a after dinner breath mint or something, you know, for a second. Sir, would you so, like an Andes? Yes. <laughs> I, I, honestly, if it had had some chocolate component to it, I, that'd been the only thing I thought was really <laughs> missing about it. I really love the, 
product that I chose to pair with this was a Japanese whiskey. Mm. It is a Hodozaki. Uh, it's a small batch. Oh, delicious. And the thing that I've had a problem with that this particular uh, Japanese whiskey is that it's very sweet. Um, it's like and, a dessert whiskey. Uh, it's not like a dessert whiskey. Uh, it's not that. It doesn't go that far. Uh, to no Tokaji like finish a, yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, but you know, it has this. Uh, you know, a lot of Japanese whiskeys have this very lovely, you know, lush floral overtone to them. They're very delicate. You know, and even to pair any Japanese whiskey with a cigar is like uh, maybe that's not the best choice. Danger. Mike. Yeah. So, but the thing is, is I've had this product a couple of times and I keep on thinking, I'm like, there's a place in the world on the planet that you can enjoy with this. And I'm like, I really think I want to go for it. And I never had these two things, you know, before together. And I have to say it totally worked. The sweet floral elements uh, actually elevated the experience of the placentia uh, um, cigar. I, I, you know, I would go back to, to that pairing all day long. Um, you know, the cigar itself, I, I really loved, uh, you know, the, the experience of it and I kind of loved the, the, you know, taste profile. It, it was one of the last sticks, you know, right. that I had, uh, as well. It would definitely be something I would go back to. Uh, let's see what our ratings are going to be, uh, for this. Hold up a couple of fingers there for us, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm going to call it as uh, our smokes rating here for the Placentia Reserve Original is going to be a three. So congratulations. Yeah. Uh, really great stick. And uh hope that makes up for the Casamagra. And, and a retail employee recommendation. So, you know, that's that's really great. They're not all liars. <laughs> They're not. They're not. No, I would never say that. Yeah, I trust like three and a half people, you know, in a right? retail setting. You know? <laughs> Present so, company excluded. You are an attorney, right? <laughs> right, yeah. There was Earl down there around the corner, but he lost an eye. <laughs> he, he ain't that good no more. He can't see them products up on the top shelf. Plus, so, it kind of walks funny. Yeah, we always put the stuff up there. The Earl don't know anyway, so it all works out okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's just a little too close to the truth. Yeah, 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 for real. You know, for sure. Well, uh, we've uh, gone through three cigars. We have one more left, which is from Justin, which is from Perdomo. I love Nick. I love Nick Jr. And uh, so uh, I really look forward to this discussion. Take it away, Justin. So this stick is the Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage Maduro. Nick Perdomo has outdone himself this time around, shelling out three separate blends that each lay claim to a 12-year-old exquisitely fermented tobacco leaf. Dressed in Connecticut, sun-grown, and Maduro wrappers, Double Age 12-Year Vintage has a selection for every cigar lover out there. All the tobaccos in each blend, wrapper, binder, and filler go through an extensive double aging process. They are bale aged for 10 years before moving on to barrel aging in charred white oak bourbon barrels for the next two years, resulting in a refined product that's brimming with flavor. This process ensures that the crop from 2001 has impeccable color, texture, aroma, and flavor. The Maduro variation explodes with notes of dark chocolate and coffee, naturally sweet with rich and robust complexity, 
and a long, cool finish awaits you with every double-aged, 12-year vintage Maduro. This background needs a soundtrack. <laughs> this jam <laughs> begs to be lit as soon as you gaze upon it and take note of the super oily Nicaraguan Maduro wrapper leaf. Plumped up with pristine Nicaraguan long fillers, this medium to full-bodied hit maker deserves a spot in your rotation. So I really like this. The coolest part was it just generated a huge amount of smoke. I thought I was at a electronic dance music club and I was really <laughs> digging it. And uh, the bourbon flavor was more subtle than I thought it was going to be with two years of aging and X bourbon barrels, but that's okay. It didn't overwhelm it. And the quality with construction was consistent throughout. I got a lot of um, really subtle dark chocolate coffee flavors. This would be perfect with a really dry white wine. Huh. Interesting pairing choice for sure. Do you think that that choice is unique to this cigar or you would actually pair white wine with any Maduro? I haven't tried it with any other Maduro. I don't think I would have ever put a white wine with a Maduro cigar. Definitely not. I can't say that. Interesting. That's that's like a Don Quixote moment, you know. But, <laughs> like, but good for you. It's for, like, it's for like charging out. a windmill yeah. with a Q-tip. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> good for you for trying new things. I mean, maybe like a like late harvest Riesling or something, you know, super sweet. Yeah, that, that would have enough sugar that would compete ugh. with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I just ugh. heard Barger's opinion of of that of that. Any choice. white wine in me is just not happening. <laughs> I'm just not going to do it unless with, it's with in it, like a frozen. Definitely grape. not with a Maduro. Yeah. No. Uh, all right, Justin, we're just going to call that your, that's a questionable decision that you're owning up to, okay? <laughs> that's all I have to say. You should have paired it with Zima or something. <laughs> there you go. See? There yeah. you go. I mean, I, it would at least what come with, go this, with Zima, really. You could have just put on an 80s channel, you know, off of satellite right. radio, and boom, there you go. Yeah. I'm going to put my oh, music record definitely on. happening. Either that or Yacht Rock. <laughs> I can already hear Wham in my head. That's right. That's right. I ain't never gonna dance. You gotta hurry up before you go go. <laughs> right, <laughs> Drew. What, what do you think of the Perdomo Twelve Year Vintage? Well, um, based on my you know, previous conversations with you gentlemen and my opinion of Maduro in general, um, I did not like it at all. <laughs> um, it was. I, I would agree. It was a lot of smoke. Um, I don't know about electronic concert, but definitely like I was in a. A smokehouse, um, you know, uh. lots of meat hanging around me. You know, not really. Um, no, don't don't go there. Um, <laughs> I he got, likes meat I like hanging how, around. I like how he just gestured uh, yeah. and pointed at yeah, me yeah, yeah, yeah. both at the yeah, same yeah. time. Just, like, just don't do it. Like don't. he, Mike. I know what I know. Mm, yeah, nope. Yep, nope, please, nope. please don't talk about my love for meat. <laughs> I mean, I do like all the Nicaraguans. That's all I'm going to say. But no. Um, I will say that it was it was not as bad as I expected it to be. I think is perhaps the the, uh, the nicest thing that I can say. Um, it was one note, and that was just hot, um, hot sugar, hot sugar. And then you know, as I'm exhaling, you know, over my nose, through, you know, over my palate, um, it just was like just ashy, um, you know, oily, ashy. I. You know, Maduro is not my thing, though. So, you know, you're if you're a Maduro person, great. If you're not a Maduro person, this is not the one to become a Maduro person with. Mm. Barger, what'd you think? 
Well, I have lots of thoughts on this process here. Um, first off, Nick Perdomo, what a guy. Great guy, great cigars. Am I, you either love Perdomo cigars or you hate Perdomo cigars, I found. True. And and this is kind of a middle of the road for me on this because when I first started smoking, I loved Perdomo cigars. However, this it was very bland for me, and it was a very one-trick pony. And there was lots of smoke, there was lots of earth, but it 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 was just lacking something for me in a Maduro. Hmm. There was not enough spice, and it just it 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 didn't kick it for me. Yeah, and and I think just add uh, just a few elements about it. I, the flavor off this was really interesting. Big, uh, big full flavor. I actually got some coffee beans, you know, off really? this. Let's rate this up real quick. Um, let's see, Justin. I can't see what you're holding up, but we'll Looks go like- for it anyway. It is a smokes rating of two. <coughs> well, interesting flight of Toros under ten bucks. You know, really fascinating all around. I think at least one cigar. I know we'd all go back to. That's right. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, really uh, fascinating. And I really love just you know the story that that Drew had. That you know it was it was a retail employee. You know, yep. just recommending it. So I thought that was really fascinating for sure. Well, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap the subscribe button. That's the easiest way uh, to listen to our show is to ask any of the voices in your head, including a couple from Barger. Hi there. (laughs) Or any of the ones that are on your phone. It's like Siri, Alexa, Google, or Uncle Larry. Play podcast, Sip, Suds, and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us by email at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day. At Sipsudsmokes is our Twitter handle, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with thousands of fans on the social media platforms, including the I Hate Maduro <laughs> cigar <laughs> Facebook group. There are people for me. Are yeah. you saying that you're the admin of that group, Drew? Drew? I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> do, us, do us a favor. But you are willing to do that. Yeah, is that what you everybody's saying? Do us a favor. It is the call of my people. Take the time to rate this episode. Not Drew's taste buds. If you're listening to us online, that's a great big help to us. And we get to see your feedback as well. I hate Maduro's like Drew. I look forward to the additional comments around some of our choices today. Well, I want to thank my co-hosts for being here. Thank you, Barger, for hey, joining us. you're welcome. Us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Justin, thank you Thanks for being so here most of the time. You're not going to send me a bill again, are you? <laughs> no promises. <laughs> Do you start the meter running when you talk or when you say something useful? When so, I wake up in the morning. Okay. <laughs> Spoken like a true lawyer. Yeah, like for sure. Good old boy, Drew. Thanks for being here. I hope to come back as long as you don't hate on me for hating Maduros. Oh, we're going to have an all Maduro show just yeah. for you. Well, it's good old boy. Go. Come back. Join us for another exciting episode of Sip, Suds, and Smokes. And I'll ask you to keep on sipping. This has been a one tan hand production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. 